Oh yeah, brother. No, no. Let's go, Kool Aid oh, Man. Oh, Kool Aid Man. Matcha Man. You're thinking is uh. Oh yeah. You gotta. Have, it's gotta hurt when you do Matcha Man. Kool Aid Man's more like. Oh yeah. Your fucking phone, Spencer. Throw that shit in the garbage. <laughs> Just yeet it a fucking in the. To- I don't know. It gets more powerful every week. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it ever actually shows up, so when I'm bitching about it and I leave that in the episode because I just like to be professional like that and not cut it out, I, you don't hear the, that noise for some reason. It must just be on the mic. I don't know. It's annoying, though. But for you folks listening, when Spencer's phone, for some reason, just start doing this like a month ago, if it's close to the mic, it just goes... Like, it causes this weird time warp, and we're just, like, spinning out of control in, like, a time loop, and it sucks. Or apparently just anywhere in the room. Yeah. Or, yeah, apparently it just it keeps getting worse every time, and the vortex is getting bigger, and pretty soon we're just going to be stuck in a 10-second sec- loop. Oh, God. Doing the fucking... Open? Mirakami Minute over and over and over and over again. <laughs> it's going to be a 10-second loop where five of it is us being quiet, waiting for the five-second yeah. sound. Yeah. <laughs> So, as you were asking me, yes, I finished Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That only took, uh, not even a week. Well, well, you said, uh, with the writing style of it kind of being like a, like a screenplay kind of, right? I'd imagine that'd be like a little bit quicker, faster pace. I mean, it still reads like a novel, but it's written in present tense and it just comes across like a screenplay because everything's just like in the now. Uh, but there's a lot of flashbacks in that book. Like, he'll have a flashback, and then go back to whatever he's talking about, and then immediately, like, go into the future, and then back into the conversation. It's very, it's like his movies. Like, it just bounces all over the place, but it's not confusing. I liked it. I thought it was really good. If you, like, it's completely different from the movie. Like, the whole main ending with, like, the Charlie Manson family and stuff, that's, that happens at the very beginning, and it's only mentioned briefly. Is I remember the time we killed those hippies? Um, spoilers. And then, uh, that, that was like it. And then the ending is just completely different. So a lot of people might not like that. And also there's a lot of facts about old Hollywood actors, oh, well, TV that's just his thing. Like, yeah, but I mean, it goes on and on at times. And, uh, I looked up a lot of the people he was talking about because he'll have like some characters who are main characters and I'd be like, Oh, well this can't be like a real guy. Right. Look it up. Oh, that is a real guy. Yeah. That guy was a real Hollywood actor, and he has all this crazy shit happening in this book. Let me look up the other characters, and some aren't real, some are fake. Like he made, a, he, it's just his universe he's creating. But it's just like his love letter to fucking old timey Hollywood, I guess, and just the fact that he knows so much about random bullshit nobody should ever care about. Now, could you could you feel like the foot fetish stuff in the writing? Oh or? God, yes. There were so many foot scenes in this book, and I, what I've gathered is Quentin Tarantino doesn't just like feet. He likes dirty, b- filthy, big, bare feet. So he likes girls with big feet, like grossly big feet. I don't, uh, yeah, I think he even threw that in near the end there, too. But yeah, he had that a lot. Like, there's a whole scene where a girl's just like pointing with her foot, and I. Because, like, you know, like in, in the movie, you can, like, do some with the stuff with that being like subtly yeah. like in the background or just like because in, in the scene isn't there isn't there like a movie in the scene where like they're driving and she has like her feet up on the dashboard yeah like it's like oh well yeah like that's him kind of like well in the book he mentions how it's pressed against yeah her. i was gonna say you would have to really get into yeah. it and he talks about that girl's feet a lot like that's one of her defining characters is just her feet i guess 
It's not, but it is. I don't know. Do you think he was like a... Remember that old episode of South Park whenever uh, Garrison is writing like a romance novel? Yeah. And he's writing it like with one hand and jerking off with the other. He might have been. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the book. That's not necessarily the story. Like, I would like a Kill Bill or a Hateful Eight or something like that novel ooh, form ooh. before this movie. Ooh, like but... Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, there's or... like so many movies that would have made a cool novel, but like this one was more of a character piece. Especially if you're going to like expand it and dive more yeah. into it. Um, I mean, he did flesh out some of the characters, like the Brad Pitt's character from the movie is like one of the main characters, but in the book, like you get all this badass information on him and how he's murdered people and was a war hero and shit. Now, I know we talked about the in the the movie uh, part uh, and and stuff before, but is like the Bruce Lee stuff? Is it more? Yeah, he, it is it worse than the book? He's Bruce Lee's more of a douchebag in the book, and uh, the Cliff character really does hate. Bruce Lee's character, but then also, like, he's Quentin Tarantino gives Bruce Lee his props for actually being a fighter. And, you know, it's weird. I get, if, uh, if his family read it, they wouldn't be happy, but it was, it was all right. I don't think you would like it. No. No. I don't know if you'd like the writing style because I'm, like I said, it was like a screenplay almost, like just how everything was in, you know, present tense and stuff, but also just the way it was written too. Because it wasn't just like, you know, in present tense, but kind of like novel prose. It was present tense, but just like he walked in the room and then he grabbed her hair, like almost like how you'd write a fucking screenplay, you yeah. know, just beat by beat. So that was a little off-putting at times. Do you think if, like, you know, obviously the name of the, the the title and everything aside, but like, do you think if Quentin Tarantino's name wasn't on it and it was just some other author and you read like that a story written like that, do you think? You would have, like, or do you think just because it was like, oh, it's uh, Tarantino? Well, if I read the novel not knowing it was Tarantino, I still probably would have liked it about the same. But knowing it's Tarantino, you like, it's like a Tarantino movie. So it makes more sense because you've seen his work. So you kind of have context versus if it. You didn't know it was Tarantino. You just feel like it's somebody trying to copy him. Yeah, and you're like, this is kind of weird. But also, at the same time, I would 100% not even pick that book up because I wouldn't have been yeah. interested in the subject matter. The only reason I even picked it up, not just because it was Quentin Tarantino, it was because I saw the movie, which I, I was a little hesitant. Again, it, Quentin Tarantino made the movies, which is yeah. why I saw the movie, and I liked the characters in it, but I wasn't all that interested in like the you know old Wild West-style TV shows from back yeah. then. Like That's the main thing of the, the story and stuff. The Charlie Manson family stuff is kind of cool. Like, that's why in the movie, like, they made that the big drawing point, because the actual story, nobody really would give a fuck about. You know, just, like, an aging actor who's doing shitty Hollywood, like, TV shows, like, Western TV shows that are kind of out of fashion, in fashion, like, uh, he, now he fleshes that out in the book more, because it goes, at the time, it's about, like, the spaghetti Westerns when they took off and stuff, um, also, he talked about some Hollywood people being, like, how super gay they are and stuff, like, their characters in the book. And I looked them up, and they were real people, and I was like, well, wait a minute now. Can you get in trouble for this? Like, I mean, I'm sure those guys are all dead and stuff, yeah, but... now he probably couldn't, like... Yeah, but, like, wouldn't their family be mad? Like, he was talking about one director, like... Now, he's using harsher language than I would use. Yeah, I uh, could A lot ima- of slurs. I could, I could imagine the words. Yeah, there's a lot of slurs in there, but, uh... He's big on his slurs. Yeah, but you know what? That's very jarring, because I haven't read something with slurs like that in so long. Uh, Especially something modern. Yeah. But overall, I gave it a four out of five. I enjoyed it. Uh, if, I, if I wasn't a Quentin Tarantino fan, I wouldn't have. Because 
you know, that jumble, mainly just like the jumbled uh, style of storytelling. And I do wish it wasn't like all present tense, though, because I'm not a big fan of that normally. Since this is probably going to end up being a DBS episode, I might as well just jump into what I'm reading now. Okay. Which I think you need to read. <laughs> you well, need what, else book. Is, what else is new? It's really good. Yukio Mishima, all the books I've read of his, you know, very flowery language, kind of dry, though. Not a lot and of humor. This is the one who spookied himself, right? Yeah, he spookied himself. Life for Sale. I uh, picked it up on a whim and just, you know, knock out his bibliography. Yeah, I'm going to say, because yeah, you can't have too much more left of him, right? No. Uh, but this was his attempt at writing a pulp story. Ooh. And it's actually really fun. And yeah. it's fucking funny. Like, it's, it's like, a, and when I'm reading it, I keep forgetting that this was written in, like, the 40s because it reads like a modern, like, it's interesting. Well, I'll tell you the premise. It's about this guy who decides to commit suicide. No okay. real reason. He just, his life fucking sucks. He, he works his nine-to-five dead-end job, sick of it. Just is it, it is it in Japan or is it yeah, in oh. yeah it's Japan. Well, I didn't know I didn't maybe I didn't know maybe like you said like a pulpy so I thought maybe yeah. he was trying to do like like an American like doing like a, the twenties kind of like like you know kind of thing. No, it's very Japanese, but like I said, it reads like a modern time, which is very interesting because when I'm like when I'm reading it, I'm like maybe fifty to hundred pages in, but it's not very long. I'm almost done with it actually. I just started yesterday, but when you read it, it gives you like a vibe of. Uh, like the earliest, the 80s maybe. Okay. Uh, or the 90s, because obviously there's no cell phone talk or anything. But just like the way like the guy goes about his day and stuff, it just seems like, oh, Japan was really modern right after World War II. Like it yeah. doesn't seem like they should have been, but they were apparently. It's about this guy. He wants to commit suicide. So he takes a bunch of sleeping pills on a subway or on a train or whatever. and then But he gets revived. Like the ambulance saves him. And he's like, well, fuck, what do I do now? And he feels like he has been released from life. He's like, well, I don't really fear anything now. I already died, and now I'm back. I'm going to put an ad out in the paper and sell my life to somebody. <laughs> so that's what he does, life for sale ad, and he puts a sign on his door, life for sale. And then the, So the story is just these fucking weird people keep coming to his apartment, and they're giving him money to do something ridiculous, and he's supposed to die. Like, that's the but whole thing. But he doesn't. But he just keeps surviving, and then there's just, like, like the first one, this old man, his, uh, I don't know if she was his wife or girlfriend. She went off with a mob boss. Okay. This is the first story. Um, so he's like, get her back or some shit? Yeah, no, he wanted, uh, he was like, hey, you need to go have sex with her. She's beautiful. And then make sure the mob boss walks in. He's going to kill you both. Done deal. All right, here we go. Give you a bunch of money that you can do whatever you want. Like, they give you all this ridiculous amount of money, too. He's like, I'm gonna, but he's like, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. So the first one, like, I'm not going to give away what happens, but... Needless to say, he doesn't end up dying for ridiculous reasons. And then the next one, a woman comes up to him, and she gets, like, some kind of a library book that she steals and then sells it because it's, like, a first printing or something because uh, these guys were looking for it. And then they, like, they're foreigners, but they're having some kind of weird experiment. So he gets this ground-up beetle stuff that's supposed yeah. to make him hallucinate, and then they want him to shoot himself. Ridiculous That's shit happens weird. then. Yeah, he tries to shoot himself, and then he's tripping on acid, or basically what was acid, and weird shit happens. And now the third story I just got to, uh, and these aren't like short stories. I either set it up as just you know one after another, yeah. like these ridiculous things happen. It almost actually reads like a Haruki Murakami novel. So I'm wondering if he read this and was you know inspired yeah. with the style because that's how it seems. Again, very funny too. Everything's got a lot of humor to it. But this third one I'm on now is this. Uh, Fucking young school kid goes up to him, and he's, like, waiting in his apartment, and a lot of fucking so far in this book, too, which is nice. 
Uh, not the, not related to that little kid. <laughs> but I knew, I'm going to say just in a little bit of Japanese. Uh, there's, there's a lot of sexy times. Yeah. Which, I mean, not surprising from what I've seen from the coaches yeah. from other mediums. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this little kid, he pays him to uh, hook up with his mom because his mom's very lonely after his dad died. But here's the catch. Apparently his mom's a vampire. So that's how this... He's going to die this time. And he's like, a vampire, eh? That going to do it. Like, All if that right. Does, if that doesn't do it, what will? <laughs> and so I don't know what happens in this one, but I'm just very excited. Like, it's just fucking hilarious. I'm like, why? is This is so weird. Like, why? like the people he meets are so weird. And Yuki Amisha is such a good writer, too. So, like, his characters are fleshed out. The details are great. My problem with his work a lot of times, it, it gets a little dry at times. So you're just like, all right, all right. Like, you kind of, on you know lose focus but since this is supposed to be a pulp story that's yeah. ridiculous it's actually just a lot of fun uh so i'm enjoying that i didn't think i was gonna usually his books i'm like oh it's 200 pages it's gonna take me a month to read i'm gonna be done with it fucking a day or two nice um and then maybe i'll get on to something else but let's start the real episode we'll probably just keep talking like this but yeah. we have to have the intro music yeah because if not, then nobody's going to know what they're listening to and a, and a goofy name if we don't have a goofy name well yeah that'd be just fucking ridiculous Welcome to the Drunken Pen Riding Podcast. Can't hit the high notes anymore ever since my vocal surgery. I used to be a deep baritone, actually. But then I... Oh, man, I hit the thing. This is the Drunken Pen Riding Podcast. I am your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Chihuahuan Chicken Choker Church. That was a quadruple. Yeah. Uh, double entendre. I landed on Chihuahua. Which I didn't know. I mean, I knew kind of, but I didn't like that's a city or a country. It's in Mexico, I think. Makes sense. But Chihuahua, what's the Chihuahuan, I would guess? Chihuahuas. Chihuahua. So you're a Chihuahuan chicken choker church. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, fuck. All that excitement. I forgot. Like, what are we supposed to talk about today? You know what? I had a crazy idea earlier. What's that? Crazy idea. And I was like, well, that's really stupid play a game called name that book and we give our worst interpretation of a uh. book we've read <laughs> like um okay here's an example a mentally challenged bunny killer works on a ranch and snaps the <laughs> neck of a young woman and his brother quote unquote has to put him down <laughs> what is that Spencer? Of mice and men see that's a good one See, but, like, we would have to do books we both read. Yeah, and that's, that's not a big yeah. inner... Like, you know how they have, like, the two circles that interlock yeah. and it makes that little circle in the middle? That's basically the same stuff that we've read. An old man in a very dirty house and a big top hat can't stop biting people in the neck. <laughs> He's got a fetish. His fetish is sucking blood. Count <laughs> 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 Chocula. There, there is something that, that uh, I would like to bring up. Because this past week I've been a I've been a I've been a very bad boy Ooh. when it when it's come to um watching mm, shies up porn. <laughs> no, 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 that's just the normal. I've been the normal. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
Especially considering uh, a couple episodes with the whole uh, not reading too much before writing as to when I bought way too much reading material this week. <laughs> yeah. As you w- brought in three more books. Well, that's not a, like I told you, I bought a, I bought a book and a manga on, on Monday. And then I bought another book and a manga on Wednesday and then went to the comic book store that had two. I, I had a big week this week. Oh, goodness. Big enough that I had to dip into my, 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 uh, bonus points to kind of oh. take it down a little bit. That gives you an idea. Like, oh, man, your comic points. And I, I don't like to use my comic points. Why? That's what they're there for. I, well, I like to save them for something, you know, something. I normally use them for like a statue or something like that. So when Colin's like, you have $800,000 <laughs> in comic points, what would you like to buy? <laughs> the store, Colin. The store. <laughs> uh, but whenever on Monday, when I went up to one of the local Bonds and Nobles, there was a lot of people in there. That excite you? It was busy. Well, well I told you well, how the Walmart book section I saw a shitload of people last week. I don't want to use the word excite because, like, a lot of them were, like, kids. But that's still, like... That's a th- good thing, though, right? Yeah, I, that's... I, I, I was kind of... Were they like, in the book aisles or the junk aisles? Because Barnes & Noble's got a lot of junk aisles now. No, they were, like, in the, um... They were they were in the book aisles. Ooh. Now, granted, like, I did see a big chunk hanging over to, like, the mangas and stuff like that. But still... It's like, good. It's good. Yeah, like, I was, I was really surprised on the amount of young people I saw at a bookstore on a Monday. I was, I was kind of like, wow, like, this is kind of cool. You know what excites me, and maybe it's because it almost never, ever, ever happens. I'm a married man now. Yeah. So I'm not going to have any, uh, you know, daylight tryst with a young lady I meet in a cafe or something. But I can fantasize. (laughs) When I sit and say, I don't know, I go to Starbucks to get a coffee in the morning sometimes. Order it on my phone, walk in, just pick it up. I can take my gigantic truck through the drive-thru. Well... Every once in a while, and actually, you know what? No, I, I've don't. I've not seen this at the Starbucks, but I've seen this at other places. It would be like a young lady reading a book. Just sitting no, there. No, I stare creepily, yeah, as hard as I possibly can. Which, uh, from a distance, or even if you're right next to me, you think, "Oh, this fucking guy's looking at her boobs." Yeah. I'm actually trying to figure so out what that book is. What's she reading? Yeah, because I'm like, "What is she reading?" There? Because if it's YA, I could be like, mm, "All right, she's still reading," but I don't. Like, you know, that's not a conversation. Yeah. But, like, if you saw, like, you know, I don't know, War and Peace or something, yeah. like, oh, well, that's above my pay grade. Yeah. I'm just, but, like, she's, Spencer. Like, she's smart. But I'll ask you this. As a, as a single gentleman, a bachelor, what would you do if you were, say, at the the Barnes & Noble? Yeah. And obviously, you're going to see people reading books, but you're, you know, maybe you got a wild hair up your ass. You want a brownie from the cafe they got in yeah. there or something. So you go over there getting your junk food or something. You turn around, and you see a young lady reading one of your favorite Stephen King books. Yeah. What would you, and she's all by her lonesome. What would your move be? Is it just oh, a I, I walk would, away in shame? Oh, yeah, just like put your head down. Oh, like, oh, I wish I could talk to her. Yeah. Oh yeah. That would be, that's what I would do. That's, yeah. It's the walk of shame. Just like, Oh God dang it. I what if she's reading the exact book that you just purchased? Mm, that would be, yeah. And you're, you have it in the bag in your hand and you're leaving. Would you sit down, like, front across from her? Not at her table. Yeah. That'd be creepy. And just pull it open. Like, oh, yeah. And see, maybe she would make the move. Uh, obviously, these are creepy things guys think about. But it just made me think. It's like, I never once in my life had that moment where I saw somebody reading a book. And, you know, you have the conversation start. Because that's where romantic comedies always happen. Yeah, right. 
Oh, you're reading the same book as me. Oh, no way. I'm not all creeped out that you were sitting next to me reading a book. And then you have the conversation. No, in real life, that never, ever happens. At least not around here. But it would be cool. It would be cool. That's almost like your dream lady who works at the bookstore gives you free <laughs> books and uh, extras. <laughs> I don't think that ever would exist. Yeah. Maybe in, like, Amsterdam. I feel like Amsterdam got a thriving book business. You think? I, I know. How about whenever I was down in down in uh, West Virginia at the other bookstore? You don't got to brag about that. Because I couldn't remember because, like, it had been a while since I was down there. Like, I know they had the big uh, books of Marion, but I didn't know if they had any other kind of, like, smaller bookstores mm. around there. And we might have we might have to make a trip just to be dicks, but there was like a Christian bookstore. Oh, just to go in there see if we set on fire when we walk in or not. <laughs> and then there was like a, there was also some kind of like used bookstore like a couple miles away from there too. Mm. Sometimes the used bookstores are good. That's why I got a lot of my old uh, like my hard my older hardback Stephen King books was because there was a uh, years ago there was a. A small used bookstore on Main Street. I remember that, yeah. And it obviously, I used to get a lot of books there, too. It didn't last for long, but, like, I mean, because even, like, especially there towards the end, I would come up with some books, and he'd, like, cause you know, they would just have the price written on pencil on the inside, and they'd look on, and they would just, like, they would take, like, five or ten bucks off of it. Because, like, at that point, I was buy- I, yeah, like, I already bought a couple, like, a decent amount of books, so. You never know what you have until it's gone. Right. Because growing up, directly next to my house, literally almost connected, I had my house garage and then there was a big building and in that building my cousin who lived across the street she bought the or i guess rented uh the area on the corner of it which was only, like there's like an apartment or something there but you can rent the area for uh it was like a small i think it used to be a pizza shop actually okay. there's like a big window display she opened up a used bookstore so i would go in there i'd look at all i was I was young, like yeah. between six and eight, so I was probably uh, seven. <laughs> so I was buying, or, you know, I was looking at cool covers and stuff mainly, and buying books that I couldn't really read. But she a lot of times would just give me books, yeah. or just like, hey, that's a nickel, and I didn't know. I'm like, okay, I didn't realize it's a ten dollar book. Like, how the fuck did you know? If I only knew, I would have just bought half of that goddamn bookstore, right? And then I would have had all these books I could have been reading through the years. But you, you don't know as a kid, so uh, you know, ended up closing down. And my cousin actually. Entice me because I think when his uh it was either when his dad passed away or something, but he told me he that, wanted to open it back up. No, that they he lives in California now, and they but they have like an old farm or storage place or something down in like fucking bumfuck Egypt around here, like somewhere in the country, and apparently that's where they kept all those books. Ooh. And he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, mean to go through the place is falling down. He's probably fucking check that out." I'm like, "Yeah, that would be awesome, right?" Uh, but it's never, I mean, you'd have to come up here sometimes. Just so mail the key down. Give me the key. Let me just kick in the door. Uh, but used bookstores are magical. I mean, that's why I got my, uh, Richard Bachman collection mm. that still had a copy of, in print, of Rage. Ooh. And he, when I went to go check out, the guy was like, that, this is gonna, this is, like, you know, he's like, you're gonna want to keep a hold of this. Yeah. Like, um, speaking of getting kicked out of places or setting them on fire... We should one day just take a trip to the library. I mean, yeah. it's literally down the street from me, so... Is is it open now? Is it open back up? It has to be. Where do the bums go? Well, I just thought uh, doing, like, you know, the, all the COVID things it's, and stuff I'm sure wasn't... it's open up now. I haven't been in there in years. The last time I went downstairs, though, it was really magical. 
I was actually delivering something. Oh, there. you mean like where they have like the the the, the little store downstairs? Yeah, because like you down in the kids section. Yeah, off to the other end, they used to have just they used to have like a used like a like a little used book area. They have a, like a big room there where they're having some kind of event. I don't remember. Like I said, it's been years, but that's where they would have like you know you pay like five bucks for a bag and yeah. you can fill up the bag like or whatever. Uh, the last time I went to one of those, it was just upstairs. They just had all the no, all these books, but I'd love to go to one of those again. Not that I need more books, but be about seeing what that library is like. You know what? I just I don't know. For me, it just kind of feels like. Uh, Almost like the first time you go into a comic shop when you haven't read comics. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know. It's so loud in here. What also doesn't help that it has, you know, you have to pay to park there. It's like a nickel, dude. No, but I'm just saying. It's a it's a quarter for 15 minutes. That's yeah. what that's what the meter's uptown are now. I literally just dump quarters in my cup holder for that exact reason, and I never use them. I'm just saying. They make it harder for things like that. You know what I mean? They do that because they don't want people just parking there. Yeah. Cause, well, I mean, I'm just mean like all of uptown of our yeah. shitty town of Washington. That they should get rid of every single meter yeah. because you want people to park there to go to these shitty businesses. Because God, God knows that's not happening. That's right. like I always said whenever I went to the comic book store uptown, they should be giving me money for going to buy anything uptown, <laughs> yeah. and and worried about getting like shot or stabbed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but well, uh, there's a lot of like ghetto stores around now like there's fucking i don't know how many smoke shops uh self like like cricket was but they had crickets before but but, well it's even worse now t-mobile and cricket before you're like okay like that's like the lower end but now they got like metro pcs or build your own phone like just fucking shit that's like oh that's even below you know the cricket phones and now it's like real garbage shit yeah, because me and my brother one time we were riding my bikes up through there, and uh, I stopped and I went to stop in like a bodega looking place. So I didn't even know there was one of those up there. And you know, I, I fucking grew up going to shit like that, so I didn't really care. I didn't think anything of it. But I went in and it was like either getting robbed or there was just a fight. But the guy <laughs> that was in the counter was just flipping out. All I wanted to do was get a drink. So I was like, all right, we're going to the CVS. Fuck this. It's like this shouldn't be like you know, inner city Pittsburgh. This is Washington. Like, yeah. this is fucking dump town. So I don't know why why it's like that now. But, uh, yeah, it's not very nice. Um, I went to that Whiskey Rebellion on Saturday, and it was just, like, old affluent white people. And, uh, I mean, my company was there, so I got, like, free beer and stuff, which was kind of cool. But I was just looking around, and I was like, I don't fucking know any of these people. Like, where are these people during, like, the workday and stuff? Because I never see yeah. any of these. Like, I don't see anybody. All I see are fucking, like, hobos and murderers and stuff so i don't know yeah books are cool books are nice books are nice so i'd imagine book club's not gonna be starting up anytime soon with colin having to get surgery is he doing all right he's doing okay like he had the he had the surgery he's like in recovery um i'll tell you more about it yeah uh, i'll in the more details but yeah i still think it's still gonna be like, uh, like I think he thinks like he's gonna be able to like come back to the store and you know not do much, just still like come back to the store yeah. like, like next week or something. Like, it's like it's still gonna probably be a Dude, few, yeah, few take weeks. some time off. The store will be alright without you. Yeah, especially when too like any like the ordering and stuff, he can still do at home and just like don't yeah. bother coming. Like you know, I mean, if I had a comic book store, I'd always want to be there. Say, stay at home at the new place and play with the dogs and have fun. Enjoy the new girlfriend. That was creepy. Why say that? Enjoy the new girlfriend. Why say it like that? 
enjoy the quality time. I imagine they don't get too they they probably haven't got too much quality time. They just moved in together. Bear, just bury yourself, man. Just dig that hole. Well, they can't be doing what you're thinking. He just got heart surgery. That's what I'm saying, like, I'm talking about enjoying each other's company and like watching TV or reading together. You, fr- you goddamn perv. Come on, baby. I know I can't do much, but just wiggle it in front of me. <laughs> you. Don't do that. Um. So my next read after this book I'm reading now, which is uh, called Life for Sale. I'm going to. I'm stuck. I don't want to pick one because then I'll be. Commi- what should I read? Colony. Read Colony. Yeah. That's that's it. I want to, but that's so. I want to call up Benjamin out over in Scotland or Wales or wherever he's from and just be like, Hey, Mister Cross. I really want to read your book, but it's girthy. It's so thick. I just, uh, I still got Jerusalem sitting there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you made any more progress on that? No, I went back to my method of every page I read of that, I read a whole novel <laughs> <laughs> of something else. Oh, it's working out well for me. I guess we could end this by talking about writing. Have you got any done? Nope. Okay, click. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's- I was so mad because Saturday, because, um... Tyler was supposed to come over to work out. Yeah. And then go get, he wanted to order food. Then we we're supposed to go do fucking stupid Top Golf. Yeah. Like, oh. That's all your pictures. Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm down. I don't care. So he comes over with his workout stuff. He's like, I don't feel like working out. I was like, all right. So well, where'd you bring to- your workup stuff then? Good question. Uh, and I mentioned the Whiskey Rebellion. He's like, let's just go drink and eat food. And I'm like, oh, fucking whatever. Let's do that then. So we went to the Whiskey Rebellion. But rewind. Right before he came over, because he told me he was coming over like 3.30. So I was like, okay, good. That gives me fucking forever, because I don't know what time he's actually going to come over. Oh, is he one of those, like, nah, don't uh, don't hold your breath kind of guys? On yeah, the- I mean, usually he's not, like, real late for anything, but it's not like he'd be right on time. Yeah. That would be weird. So I started writing, and I got really into it, and I got some good writing done. And what does dude, dude fucking comes, like, an hour early. An hour early? I was like, oh, come on, man. Maybe not, maybe like a half hour, I don't know, but he came early, and I was like, man, I thought you didn't have that problem, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that was like the last thing I, I did some writing on. Um, yeah, that was it, because like all this week, I, I've been really thinking about all these ideas. I'm like, oh, so excited to start writing and working on this and doing that. But every fucking day I get home, I'm so exhausted, and I'm just like, I can't do anything. So I've just been reading. Yeah, I've been a- I just been able to eke out like a couple hundred words throughout like a week or like I just I can't I don't I don't know what it is. I've been so distracted this week. Work has been ex- extremely terrible. Mm. So I'm hoping tomorrow of recording this episode it should kinda go back to like the normal shittiness instead of like the extreme shittiness. So I'm hoping that will be like a little bit, like a like a little bit of weight yeah. off my shoulders that I might be able to. Uh, See for tomorrow, it's already set in stone that my day is gonna be top tier shitty, <laughs> like literally gonna kill myself tomorrow. So I don't, I just don't even want to go to work. So that's already you know takes away the motivation to do any writing tonight after the podcast. I, I just, I don't know between the fucking endless, relentless heat and. Being outside all day and shit, it's just Oh, yeah, me. I couldn't... Yeah, man. It's fucking tough. I couldn't imagine doing being outside anymore, doing doing anything. I mean, I'm glad that they finally fixed the air conditioner in my truck. But for how long? I mean, that's a good question. But at least I'm not completely dead. Because, like, the week before, it was, like, a fucking 90, 100 degrees every day. And I was, like, seeing spots and shit. I oh, was, like, yeah. fucking fading in and out of existence. Like, this is bad. This is like heat stroke. I, and I always have like a gallon 
of water on me. And then I usually have like a big drink with me when I get to work too. And I would like fucking kill both of those half day. And I was like, what am I, what's happening? And you here? haven't peed yeah, at I haven't all. Peed at all. <laughs> it's like Coca-Cola coming out. This isn't fucking normal. And then I go home like, why can't I write? This is because I just want to die. So that's, yeah, that's catch up on our lives, I guess. Everybody sees because Spencer, what was it? Tuesday, we wanted to do something, either start the Mirakami episodes or get writing done. And, uh, well, that's because my fucking garage. Flooded. Yeah, that's because of the small natural disaster yeah. we had on on Tuesday. Over there, we had all this pulled out. And I fucking, not even joking, for like the last... Since the last time you came over for podcast, at least like once every, because all that rain, yeah, like every day or two, have fucking pull up the rug, dry it off, spray everything. That sucks. Yeah, well, we got a, I don't know if you saw that extension for yeah. the gutter out there, and that seems to help somewhat, but hopefully that'll do the trick I'm going to do anymore, because it just floods right along that wall where my desk is, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, yesterday you wanted to come over, and I was just fucking, like, I was in good well, spirits most of the day, but by the time, like. Had midday rolled around. I was like, I don't want to live anymore. Would it make you feel better? I didn't necessarily want to come over, but I figured that I should at least check yeah. in. Like, is that because like I when I was at the bookstore whenever I texted you what you yeah. wanted to do because I was trying to figure out how much time I had to kill before you know getting comics and if we were gonna do anything. And whenever you was like, I don't feel like life today, and I was just like, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> but what my exact response to you was is something I'm not gonna repeat on air. But I will tell you, I stuck exactly to that game plan. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> so, it ended in a nice nap that I needed. And so, that was great. Um, anyway, uh, I don't think we have any more book talk here. No, so no. We'll have some real episodes of next week. Hopefully, fucking life eases up and the weather eases up and we can just... Fucking, we're not even into August yet, though. No, no. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I, I don't remember having a summer kicking my ass like this in a long time. Like, this is just relentless. But also because, like, we went from, like, cold to hot. Yeah. Like, we didn't have much of, like, a spring or no, anything. No and we're between. not probably going to have much of a fall either. Like, Well, I was all excited for the summer thinking, oh, we'll have a fucking cookout. You know, got the new house, got a big, like, the deck and stuff. I can't go outside because I don't want my, my yeah. uh, flesh to melt off my bones. Like, I had such a cool idea. I saw they had a big inflatable, literally, like, the fucking, bigger than this curtain is long, like, huge uh, inflatable um, projector screen Ooh. you could put outside. And then I get a projector, and, we, you know, we have movie nights yeah. or fucking whatever, and, you know, drink, and everybody's merry, but who the fuck wants to do that when it's 87 degrees out at yeah. 8 o'clock at night? Like, ugh. So, maybe that'll be a Halloween thing or something. Yeah. I feel like we'll just get blizzards then. I don't know. Fucking sucks. But, uh, if you folks have any questions for Spencer, you can message him at, what's your... They know. You have to get in the know to know. You but once to, you know, you know. If you know, you know is OnlyFans. If not, well, you just ain't in the know. No. Um, probably why not getting much money off of that. <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> secretive with it. <laughs> well, it's a, and most of my money from it is just, don't do that no more. Yeah. Just, don't, don't do that. Just stop. stop. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> it shouldn't move like that. Ew. <laughs> That dog is somebody's mom. <laughs> uh, you could hit us up on the old uh, Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing, Facebook and Instagram, Drunken Pen Writing. And you can go to the website where we fucking haven't posted much of anything lately at drunkenpenwriting.com. 
need to get back to that too. Um, I, I mean, maybe we just need to get back to writing because even the submissions we've gotten, I haven't really felt like getting to yet. So it's uh, it's tough out there for a pimp. There's a lot of boxes that need checked. Yeah, but with the world opening up, nobody really gives a shit about what's going online. Really, everybody's just trying to figure out how to talk to people again. Yeah. So I'll let fucking things ease up, and then once October will be our time to shine. I think. Well, back. I mean, October is normally one of our big, yeah. so maybe, like, yeah, that's the, uh... Maybe we'll get back into the swing of things. This summer, fuck it. You know, this summer is a, it's a wash. You know, the, the, the hot core summer is the fuck this summer. <laughs> yeah, pandemic summer, fuck that. That's, that. Last summer was pandemic summer, this summer is post-pandemic summer, so... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, thank you for listening to all this rambling. Um, Tell us what your favorite books are. Spencer. My? Oh, no, my. no. <laughs> I just saw you looking at your books like, hmm, man, I don't know. All right, see you later. <laughs>